Hello, and welcome to the Aficionado 4, the podcast. Tune in today as we discuss little free libraries. Welcome to the Aficionado 4. This is Casey, Brittany, and Lourdes. And today we're actually missing our fourth, Ashley. But in her place, we have our very special guest and friend, Miss April Raya. Hello. Yay. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay, so today's episode is going to be a focus on, if you haven't heard of them before, they are called Little Free Libraries. And I will tell you guys a little bit about what those are. But basically for my birthday, which just passed, we went to go visit these little free libraries, which are little pop-ups around most cities. They can be at someone's house or like at a business, but they just put up like, it looks like a little birdhouse almost. And it's like a trade in book situation, basically like a library. So you, you can leave a book and then you take a book. And it kind of promotes reading. Let me just read the synopsis. Yes. (laughs) Because I'm not good with the words on my own. All right. So I'm on their website. And if you guys are interested, as I'm talking about it or throughout this episode, in checking out your community or your area and seeing what little free libraries you can find, it's going to be at littlefreelibrary.org. So this is their mission and vision on their website. Little Free Library is a nonprofit organization Their mission is to be a catalyst for building community, inspiring readers, and expanding book access for all through a global network of volunteer-led Little Free Libraries. Their vision is a Little Free Library in every community and a book for every reader. They believe all people are empowered when the opportunity to discover a personally relevant book to read is not limited by time, space, or privilege. Yeah. Yay! That's cute. That is. Yes. Very. And there are at least, so if you're on the website, there's a map and you can figure out where you want to be or if it's your community, um, what little free libraries are in your area. And there's quite a lot of them. So Mm -hmm. we just went this past or yesterday, actually. And I think we hit 10, nine or 10 of them. Nine or 10. Yeah. It was really, really fun. That was our first time. And we got some books to share. So uh, we're just going to kind of go around and, and say what kind of books we shared with the community and which ones we picked up in exchange but um yeah we felt like little flittering book fairies yesterday it was very fun we had our nice long spring dresses and we were just throwing books around (laughs) (laughs) that sounds weird it was cute we chucked them at some people that looked at us (laughs) that's true we were in a kind of uppity area and we definitely wanted to chuck books at people but we didn't. We didn't because we're good kids. Yeah. <laughs> kids. <laughs> Anywho. All right. So I guess we can go in alphabetical order. I don't know cool. what you want to do. So go ahead and say what you left behind if you remember it all. Uh, but mostly just what did you pick up? April? Oh, uh, yeah. So I only left um, one. Well, one that I brought. Mm-hmm. And that was... Skipping Christmas by John Grisham. Um, I got that one as part of like what's called like a white elephant gift exchange book thingy that we did at work at the library years ago. I remember that. So I never read that. Yeah, I never read that (laughs) one. Um, But I didn't know that it was that Christmas with the cranks 
is based on that book. Oh. And yeah, I'm like, wait, what? Because <laughs> I wouldn't think that it would be a John Grisham type of story. <laughs> anyway, right. that movie was um, cool, I don't right? think uh-huh. yeah. it's like comedy, right? I um I did I don't think I would have ever read it. So I left that one. And the the books that I got, the first one was The Watsons Go to Birmingham, 1963. What's it about? What's it about? Um, so it's about um a family who I guess the dad comes home with some amazing ultra glide. I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> is that a car or something? I don't know. Um, and they set out on a trip. Um, so they start to head south and they're actually headed towards Birmingham, Alabama. And it ends, the synopsis, synopsis ends with towards one of the darkest moments in America's history. Um oh. Yeah, so at work, I see this book come up on list of uh-huh. children's books to read. So I think it'd be good to finally get a chance to read it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My second book is Nine Stories, was just a collection of short stories by J.D. Salinger. Um, this one, it has a lot of water damage. So I don't know if I'll end up keeping it. But it has a lot of notes on here from, I'm guessing, a student who had some sort of paper on it or test or something because they crammed a lot of notes in here um yeah um and then it's the last one is fight club by chuck Pala, Palinic, Palinic. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how to say his name um fight club and i've actually read this one in high school Ooh. and i liked it it's cool psychological type of thing about some guy who has insomnia and he goes to support groups um i guess people with diseases but he his therapist or doctor says like oh your insomnia isn't really a disease like yours isn't as bad as other people but he likes to go to the support groups because he likes to cry along with them and he meets a person his name is Tyler Durden and he runs an underground fight club and yeah that's... yeah you you said you didn't know you if you owned it so so now do you know if you owned it or not <laughs> oh I don't know a lot of my books are actually packed away in oh, some... okay yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I don't really have them all out yeah uh, so I don't know if I do but I want to say that I don't because I remember I think I remember that I borrowed this one from my teacher okay yeah cool cool Brittany okay um I'm trying to remember the books that I I remember I ended up taking four with me one of them was called like the birth of Venus Mm -hmm. and it was like a historical fic that like I think it was like in the early 1900s late 1800s I don't remember exactly I had bought it at a thrift store because it looked interesting and then I just never read it so that was one of them the other one was a book my mom had bought me once called the girlfriend (gasps) curse (laughs) mom bought it for you Okay, I mean, keep going. also bought it like at a thrift store. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and I just, it never piqued my interest really. It mm-hmm. looked like one of those like cheesy little rom-coms, but like just not the type that I would like. Okay. Um, so that was one of the other ones. And then one of the ones was also Mr. Darcy's Daughters. Oh, yeah. Was basically, so it's like 20 years after Pride and Prejudice and he has like five daughters of his own. And they're going through 
basically the whole process of trying to find husbands but they this time around they obviously have money they have like yeah the notoriety the name that sounds that. So, so interesting yeah, yeah. <laughs> um it did sound slightly interesting but i don't know if i would have actually gotten around to reading right. it yeah so that was the other one someone asked then, will mm-hmm. i can't remember what the fourth book was oh did you get rid of les mis no, no that was me oh that was you okay yeah, <laughs> that wasn't me um so anyway the books that i ended up getting uh the first one was called the bone clocks by david mitchell he's also the author of cloud atlas and it's kind of yeah so it kind of follows the same line where there's like multiple different stories and they kind of come together and it kind of weaves this like big intricate universe unity kind of thing and I think I think it's told from multiple perspectives either that or just comes in and out of different points in time oh yeah okay so it says so there's a uh, little there's it's based around a girl who runs away from home and she's like going to the country uh, side, like English countryside. And she mm-hmm. keeps having these like visions, essentially, or nightmares. And I think she's like the connection point between all the little things that she sees. So that looks interesting. That one's going to be probably a slower, longer read, but I'm curious. So I picked that up. Cool. The other one that I got was called The Huntress by Kate mm-hmm. Quinn. This one's also a multiple perspective book. <laughs> um <laughs> One of them, the one that got me the most intrigued was a woman who was born and raised in Russia during World War II era. And she joins a um, all-female night bomber regiment um, called the Night Witches. Um, Yeah. And she is known as the Huntress. She gets downed behind enemy lines and basically you're told her story of survival. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So that sounds really interesting. I think there's two other perspectives that kind of tie it with hers. Um, But that sounded really interesting. Cool, cool. And lastly, I got a cutesy little adult. I don't think it's adult, but it's adult like little romance novel called (laughs) The Very Nice Box. I think Florida said she had actually read it and she liked it. No, I did not say that. I thought you Wait, did. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> I Which said, what one? is this book? I read the back of it and I was confused. What was it? Oh. What's it um, anyway, it's- but basically it's about a girl who's like working for a big corp design furniture company. She meets like she's like love. Oh, sorry, let me just read it because I'm struggling. Okay. <laughs> it says Ava Simon designs storage boxes for a slick Brooklyn based furniture company, basically IKEA. She's hardworking mm-hmm. and obsessive and heartbroken from a tragedy that killed her girlfriend and upended her life. <laughs> it's been years since she's let anyone in. But when Ava's new boss, the young and magnetic Matt Putnam, offers Ava a ride home one afternoon, an unlikely relationship blossoms. Ava remembers how rewarding it can be to open up, and despite her instincts, becomes enamored. But Matt isn't who he claims to be, and the romance takes a sharp what? turn. It is Funny's suspenseful debut with a shocking twist. And I was like, Oi, suspenseful. Twist? Is he a murderer? It says, it's at once a send-up of male entitlement and a bright account of grief, friendship, and trust. Is he a murderer? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the twist is he's buried somebody in one of her boxes. The boxes? Been... <laughs> no. He's got, he's got secrets in boxes. There's a twist, <laughs> so it could be. <laughs> but it seemed intriguing enough. And out of all the books there, I was like, 
I'll take this one. Yeah. Cool. I haven't looked up any of the Goodreads or any reviews on them, mm-hmm. but maybe I shall out of curiosities. <laughs> or, you know, just, you can also just read them blindly. Surprise <laughs> yourself. I probably mm-hmm. will, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Especially cool. the very nice box. I feel like I want to. I don't want to know what that twist is until it happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Cool. Was that all of them? Yep. Okay. So for me, the books that I was giving away were not mine. I had probably like 20 or 30 books that my mom's client had like donated. And there are a lot of like those popular adult books. So like Dean Coons and all the books, I guess the kind of books that have lots of the author has lots of books in their repertoire or something. (laughs) Random middle-aged people walking down the street. Yeah. I'm going to be very happy when they see those books. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 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 so like a lot of Dean Kins, a lot of Danielle Steele, a lot of those authors. Um, those. So I literally at the beginning was just like putting like four in each little free library and not taking anything. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. I need to get rid of these. Yeah. But anyway, so I had a bunch of those to give away. And then I picked up three books. The first one is called First Come Scandal by Julia Quinn, who's the author of the Bridgerton series. Oh, um, this yeah. is a prequel of the Bridgerton series. So this is before that. I don't know how it's related or if this is like a family member from before. I'm not sure. I've only read one Bridgerton book. So honestly, and it wasn't like my favorite, but I saw it and I was like, sure, why not? Um, But basically- most of them are going to be about the same thing. It's like during the social season when women are trying to find a husband. Yeah. Some scandal. Bachelor. Yeah. So this one's like about Georgiana Bridgerton who um, is caught in some form of scandal. I think she's like, uh, it says abducted for her dowry. Um, (gasps) And so since she, I don't know if she was like caught with a guy during this abduction. So now she's kind of ruined. So she either has to live out her days as a spinster or marry some dude who- Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Abducted abducted and therefore in a room alone with a man. And therefore she's ruined. Like, yeah. Honestly, this sounds in- more interesting than the uh, first season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It says, uh, hang on, it says, but with her reputation hanging by a thread after she's abducted for her dowry, Georgie is given two options live out her days as a spinster or marry the rogue who has ruined her life. Enter option three. Um, some dude <laughs> who I think is like, her neighbor is like, oh, I'm going to school to be a doctor and I kind of need to get married, but I don't really care who I marry. just need to do it to do it. Um, And so it's a marriage of convenience. And so they just uh, get married at a convenience and then they, I'm assuming, fall in love. So yeah, that's that. I was reading for Spencer. As a woman, that (laughs) makes me want to rip heads off of bodies. (laughs) I'm interested in that. Yeah, I details on, on how that's her fault, but okay. Um, <laughs> very interesting. Yeah. Um. So anyways, I don't know if or when I'll ever get to that one, but it's there. That's mm-hmm. I think the first one I picked up. And then the next one I picked up is Eat, Pray, Love by yes. Elizabeth Gilbert. Um, I don't know if anybody has seen the movie with Julia. What's her name? No, Julia Roberts. Robert. No, but I know it exists. Yes, yes. I've seen um, it. And I like it. <laughs> it's a good movie, yeah. I picked this one up for my sister, actually, because she really likes that story. I think it's actually based wow. on a true story. Ooh, someone really know. did eat, pray, and love. I, I feel say like a lot of people did it's that. It's not too hard. <laughs> 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 but um, anyways, um, if you're not familiar with the movie or the story, it's basically about like this lady in her early 30s who is 
really um, successful and she should be happy. She's in this like she's married and she's she's a nice home and she's successful and all this stuff, but she doesn't seem fulfilled or she doesn't feel fulfilled. And so she kind of goes on this pilgrimage um, on this trip to I think it's Italy, India and Bali. And in each place, she learns something new about herself and she finds that fulfillment that she's missing. So we have to watch this. It's very good. Yeah, it's good. It's very, it's deep and wholesome. And there's some good quotes in there. So highly recommend it. I have not read it, but yeah, that is what it's about. Um, Yeah. So that was the second one. And then the last one I picked up is called We Are the Brennans by Tracy Lange, Lang, something like that. Um, And this one is, it was a book of the month. I don't know if you guys know what book of the month is. Yes. But, uh, for July of last year. <clears throat> and I heard about this one from the Roomies Digest who are on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram or BookTok and all that. But they really, really liked it. And so I was like, oh my God, I want to read it. Although I don't know that it sounds like something that I would normally pick up without someone saying that it's really good. But basically, hang on, I'm going to pull up this synapses. When 29-year-old Sunday Brennan wakes up in a Los Angeles hospital bruised and battered after a drunk driving accident she caused, she swallows her pride and goes home to her family in New York. But it's not easy. She deserted them all and her high school sweetheart five years before with little explanation, and they've got questions. Sunday's determined to rebuild her life back on the East Coast, even if it does mean tiptoeing around resentful brothers and an ex-fiance. The longer she stays, however, the more she realizes they need her just as much as she needs them. When a dangerous man from her past brings her family's pub business to the brink of financial ruin, the only way to protect them is to upend all their secrets, secrets that have damaged the family for generations and will threaten everything they know about their lives. In the aftermath, the Brennan family is forced to confront painful mistakes and ultimately find a way forward together. Tracy Lange, We Are the Brennans, explores the staying power of shame and the redemptive power of love in an Irish Catholic family torn apart by secrets. That's that. Interesting. So family 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 drama. (laughs) Yeah. Generational drama. Those can be fun. Yeah, it's not definitely not something that I would normally read, but apparently it's very wholesome Mm. and like... Wholesome. It's a pretty short book, so... We'll see, we'll see. Yes. Yes. And that's it. Cool. So I got rid of many books, um, but I can't remember them all. But I did write a list a few minutes ago. And the ones I could remember are A Large Expensive Sea by Tahir Mafi, which was a book that wasn't really my jam. Um, An Absolutely Remarkable Thing, a book by Hank Green, which also wasn't really my jam. Um, Les Mis which I only finished, like, maybe, like, I read, like, maybe 20 pages. And Ooh. then a long, t- a long, long time ago, and I'm like, I'll get to it later. I never got to it. So I'm like, I don't think I'll ever get to it. So got rid of Les Mis. Um, Court of Mist and Fury, uh, which was uh-huh. the-, <laughs> <laughs> um, the story was fine when we first read it, but I, I know I'm never going to read it again. Again, but better. It was a questionable book, but maybe some one else might like it and the <laughs> land of stories <laughs> the land of stories stop it why are you laughing i just liked her it was a questionable book but uh maybe someone will like it <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, and the land of stories which is by chris colfer and he has a whole Ooh, yeah. series and i know kids like it i think i tried reading it a few years ago and just was too kiddish so i'm sure some kid will like that book um, <laughs> so those are the books I got rid of. And then I ended up acquiring, I thought it was five books, but it's actually six books. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see, one of the books I really was excited for was 
to find was Bridge to Terabithia because I didn't, I know I didn't own it. And this copy was printed in 1977, which was like five years after it was actually printed or actually released. And it has like the gold fairy award medal thing and everything, the embossed gold thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and so I was looking at it. Like before we started recording, I was looking at it and I saw the dedication. I'm just going to read the dedication because it made me so sad. Okay. Um, I, I, I wrote this book for my son, David Lord Patterson. But after he read it, he asked me to put Lisa's name on this page as well. And so I do for David Patterson and Lisa Hill. Um, so basically it's for her son and her son's friend. friend. And it made oh. me sad. Mm. <laughs> Why sad? Um, this friend because, better be alive. This better not yeah, exactly. That is what I'm hoping. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm guessing my, my, I'm assuming and I'm guessing that she was inspired by her son's childhood or her, her son's and her, his friend's friendship. The way to come, um, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just assuming. But why is okay. that the dedication? I don't know. Lisa better be alive. Lisa, <laughs> I know. Are you? Right. I hope so. Um, I also got Lily's Crossing. Which is Lily. This uh, it's a book based in World War Two. It's a children's book, and something about her meeting a a refugee from Hungary, a boy, and he has a secret sewn in his coat. I can't remember what the secret is. I read this book a long time ago, and the reason I took it is because I wanted to remember a book from my childhood. So I'm going to read it and see why. I read it a long time ago and loved it. I just remember loving it. And the cover is very haunting. And that's why I took it. Haunting. <laughs> yes. And then another book was A Separate Piece. Um, for some reason, it sounded familiar to me. But I don't know if it was a movie or something. In the back, it does say a Showtime original picture for all ages. So that sounds like it's a movie. And all I saw was there was a boy on the cover and a tall looking building that looks like a boarding school and it's in world war ii new england um and something about a boarding school so i'm excited to read that one (laughs) another one is garden spells i mostly got it because of the cover of the book and also because it has this thing that says barnes and noble recommends so if barnes and noble recommends it it must be good right (laughs) Mm, maybe All I know is, let me see, in a garden surrounded by a tall fence tucked away behind a small house in the smallest of towns is an apple tree rumored to bear a very special sort of fruit. In this luminous debut novel, Sarah Addison Allen tells the story of the that enchanted tree and the extraordinary people who tend it. So it has a garden and I like books <laughs> with gardens. So you know, <laughs> yeah, I took it. <laughs> Sounds very hidden and secret. too. <laughs> Uh, another one is Tidelands by Philippa Gregory this one I really don't know why I took it but I think it's because it was based it's based on okay the first thing I noticed was it was based on a long time ago and then (laughs) and then after once we were in the car it said England 1648 and I'm like 1648 (laughs) am I gonna read a book from 1648 maybe (laughs) (laughs) Ben <laughs> it says it's a dangerous time for a woman to be different. On Midsummer Eve, Eleanor waits in the church graveyard, hoping to encounter the ghost of her missing husband and thus confirm his death. So that's what got me. <laughs> confirm his death. <laughs> well, okay. 
so we'll see about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the last one that I got was the Midnight Library. It's hey. like in super mint condition. And obviously I took it because April says very good things. And I know that Casey was like meh about it. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see no where I start. will stand. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And those are the books I got. Excellent. <laughs> Yay. Everybody yes. got something. I was really worried because when we set off, our first two stops were not, were not great. Mm-hmm. No. We really just, no. really just giving books away. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then it picked up after we had our little tea time and we hit a bunch and it got much much better and that's how it's going to be if you guys ever do your little little free libraries tour some of them are going to be great and you'll find little treasures and some of them will be not great and that's okay yes it's fun either way it took us to a lot of nice residential areas that i never would have seen before yeah. If nothing else, yeah. we saw a really nice garden. That was fun too. We left inspired. Yes. It was nice. Inspired to nice. all buy a house together somewhere <laughs> we can't afford on our own. <laughs> if we all become spinsters, we're going to live together in a really expensive <laughs> nice house. <laughs> and what is the age cutoff we're talking about? What's the age cutoff? I don't know. For a spinster? 60. <laughs> oh. 60. <laughs> I think we would have been considered spinsters by now if we were living in the uh, 1890s. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's, that's a long time ago. We're in the present. We would have been Spencer. spinsters at age 23, man. Yeah. Age 18. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> okay. So, yay! That was our uh, Little Free Library haul. Again, if you listeners are interested in seeing what Little Free Libraries are in your area, you can find them at Mm littlefreelibrary.org. And that's about it. Very short episode. Thank you, April, for joining us today. That was fun. It was fun. (laughs) And as always, check us out on social media, Instagram, TikTok, and go ahead and leave us a review or rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts if you have it. And this month's book of the month is going to be People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. So yes. if you're interested in reading that along with us, go ahead and pick that up and we'll be starting very soon and reporting on that. And other than that, we are signing off. This has been Casey. And Brittany. And Lourdes. And April. And, 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 and,